0: are listening to the By His Grace podcast. I'm your host, Misty Phillip, and I'm so glad you're with me here today. This podcast can now be heard on KHCB Radio's Uplifted stream. Today, we are going to talk about... Having joy in the midst of our trials. You know, I wrote a Bible study called The Struggle is Real, but So Is God, about overcoming the challenges that we face in life. And so, my friend, if you are in a struggle today, I would encourage you to check that out. Well, today, Nicole Jacobsmeyer is coming to talk about having victory and joy in faith in the face of trials, sorrow, and suffering. She and her husband have four kids under the age of seven, and they live in North Carolina. She spends her spare time encouraging women on her blog and her lifestyle website, which is nicolejacobsmire.com. And so I'm so glad that she's here. She is one of the Esther Press authors. It's a new imprint with David C. Cook. If you want to learn more about that, we did an article about the Esther Press in the Spark Media magazine. You can download a copy of that for free at sparkmedia.ventures. So let's get in to today's episode with Nicole, because as believers, we still have problems that everybody else in the world has, but we can face those problems with hope and love and peace and joy and all of the other gifts of the Spirit. So tune in and be encouraged today, my friend.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.
0: Nicole Jacobs-Meyer, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. It is a delight to meet you and I'm so glad that you're here.
1: Thank you so much.
0: This is such a joy. Yes. Speaking of joy, it was a, a joy to hear from my friend, Stephanie Roussel, who is the host of Gospel Spice. And Stephanie is one of the Spark Media podcasters. And she came to me and she said, Misty, you have got to meet Nicole. And I, I was like, okay, I will. <laughs> and so, so here we are. And you've written a book about joy. It's called Take Back Your Joy. And we're gonna talk about that a little bit, but we're gonna center this conversation around some of the things that led up to you writing a book on joy. Because a book on joy is not just natural naturally birthed, right? So right. there had to be some hard seasons that you went through in order to to have a book like that. So based on reading some of your testimony, I know that you've had some dark seasons in your life, including cancer and a miscarriage. And and I'm sorry, I've experienced um, loss of several babies. And I know that that pain, it, it, it's a really hard. But society wants us to like, put on a happy face, and we got to keep yeah. going on. <laughs> and also, a lot of times, we just have life where we need to keep going on in those hard seasons, but how do we do that? And what do you say to others who feel like they're, they're in a struggle with their grief or their sadness?
1: Yeah. Well, I always think of James 1, 2 immediately when we're taught consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds. And that is a very tall order for someone who is going through some of the darkest devastations that they have faced will face. And it's also hard seasonally. If you are a mother, you have to keep going. You have school drop-offs and pickups and your life doesn't stop. And I think that that part was really hard for me at times to just be and to rest and to allow the Lord to heal those broken places that I had. And, physically as well mentally emotionally all the ways but it's very difficult when you can't have those moments of rest and pausing so to those people who are in those seasons just know that there is grace for whatever we are going through and that while we read throughout scripture that we need to have joy and we need to be focused on the eternal perspective and trials bring joy and suffering, you know, brings this endurance and strength in us. It's so wonderful to read those, but in the moment, it is hard. So just know that there's grace and that's not going to be forever.
0: That's right. I think the Apostle Paul says it is a light in momentary affliction yes. in comparison to eternity. And you're right. When we're in the middle of that really hard thing, it's one thing to say, let's count it all joy. Right. You know? And it's a whole other thing to really to understand that anything that it, that God has allowed to happen in our lives, it is for our good and it is yes. for his glory, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, in Take Back Your Joy, you invite women to discover joy in the everyday moments of life. So why is it important to focus on the present rather than dwelling on the past or wishing for the future? What practical steps can we stay to stay in the present?
1: I think so much of, I I bring up motherhood a lot just because I'm a mom of four right now, but I think of how much we have in front of us and how quickly this life goes by. And we don't remember that. We don't remember in the moments of pain that it's not going to last forever like we just talked about. We think it's going to be the trudging in the mud forever, and it just feels so heavy. And I think when, when we look with what God has given us and we remember what He has done for us, We see those sweet faces. We get out of bed and we go bless a friend. We realize that we're not the only one going through something. It kind of takes us out of this selfishness almost and puts us in a place of servanthood, responsibility, and part of taking back this joy is being content with what's right in front of us. And that's it's hard to see. It's hard to not wish for something else when you have so much pain right in front of you, but it does start with that contentment. And these are, these are almost simple things to remember, but also so hard to practically live out. Right. (laughs) Yeah,
0: absolutely. I remember one Christmas. So I, my children are a, a lot older and, and, grown children don't always cooperate with their parents plans or a mama's heart or her vision for the holidays and that is just something that I've had to understand when your kids are married and that there's more than one family now and and other families are involved that Lord really impressed upon my heart that year it's okay it doesn't have to look a certain way it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be this picture perfect thing just enjoy your people and he just really pressed on my heart the word contentment and just being happy and it doesn't have to be perfect you know because I think sometimes we we see social media we see everybody's highlight reel Mm -hmm. because we only post the, the good stuff the shiny stuff with the filters and all the lovely things and then we look at our real life in sort of the mundane how have you seen that has that been a joy stealer for you?
1: Oh, for sure. At times it's like, I'm going to have to take a social media break. And I think that that's good. I think it's good to know your boundaries and to set those up. And if you go on there and you're just looking at all these beautiful houses and lives and matching clothes and, you know, perfect everything. Sometimes you just need to, it's okay to say, you know what, I'm just really not strong in this today. And I'm not going to go on social media for a few days. I think it's good to just be honest with yourself. And to you know, take captive those emotions and those feelings that come from seeing something, whether that's jealousy or discontentment or whatever you're feeling. But I, I definitely have been there, and I have to remember that my daily bread comes from the Lord and the Lord Himself, and that is not going to be filled in anything. And whether I'm going to social media or a friend to encourage me or Whatever I'm going to, nothing's going to fill. And we know this. We know nothing's going to fill like Christ and what he trans- how he transforms and what he does in our lives. But it's being disciplined in that.
0: Absolutely. You know, recently I've seen several of my author, speaker, podcast friends at several different conferences and I wasn't in attendance and, and I got a little FOMO. I was like, no, they're all together. <laughs> yeah. But I knew it wasn't my season because my right. season actually is starting this fall where I'm, I'll be traveling all fall at conferences and then other people will mm-hmm. be going, oh, look at those people. they right. <laughs> they're together. So what steps can a woman take to, you know, recover her joy if this is a struggle for her?
1: Well, one, set those boundaries. If you need to do that, set those boundaries. And number two, honestly, I think being with a friend who is kind of in the same spot as you, maybe looking at somebody on social media who has big goals and they're achieving them all and just relating with your friend knowing that you're not alone all sad with no purpose in your home you know we just need to we need to remember that we have our own lanes and we can cheer each other on and we can be excited for each other with all the endeavors that everybody's you know going for but at the same time we have to realize we're not forgotten it's not that god has all these great stories for all these other people but not us that's just not true. And so whatever it is, as long as we're pursuing the Lord, as long as we are staying in our lane, being content with our daily bread, I don't see how, you know, looking to the right or to the left and cheering other women on would end up being a detriment to me. If I'm focused on all the blessings that God has in front of me, because he's, we're not forgotten. We are seen. And I think we forget. I for sure have forgotten that many times where I'm looking at other people and oh look at she's doing this and she's doing this and that's so great I wish I was but then I look right down in front of me and I realize all that I have to
0: Yeah. And you know what? There's a season. There's a season for everything because there were years where I call them, you know, the hidden years where I was at Mm -hmm. home and I homeschooled my kids and didn't do a lot of other things externally. And then now I'm in a season where my kids are grown and I'm able to go and do and travel and and people look at me like, oh, how can you do all of those things? Well, it's a different season. And so I think you're, you're so right. It's about being connected content in whatever season that we're in and understanding that it is a season, right? Because your kids won't always be little and the one day they do grow up and leave hopefully,
1: right? (laughs) so (laughs) so, Which is so sad for me to think about now with all my little kids. I'm like, don't go yet. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it, it definitely is a transition. Having kids, little kids I thought was hard and then every stage as they grew well I had no idea you know parenting adult children is really difficult because when they're little you can tell them what to do and they need to listen to you when they're old they do not so that's just a parenting tip for the future But one of the things you write about, I absolutely love this, is that you talk about service is an important bridge from pain to purpose. So tell me about that.
1: So when I was writing this, it really came from one of the awful experiences that I have walked through in my life. And I was raped in college and shortly after the head of missions emailed me and said, Hey, can you stop in my office? And I ended up going to her office so nervous because I didn't know what she was going to talk about. I didn't know if she noticed that something was way off with me after experiencing this horrible trauma. And she ended up asking me if I would lead a missions trip to Nepal that summer. And I, I was just shocked, absolutely shocked. I, I immediately just, bursted into tears and told her why that was a horrible idea and that there's definitely someone out there that's more spiritual, more holy, more ready to lead an entire missions trip. And she looked at me and said, Nope, this is exactly why you are perfect for this because you are so weak and have nothing to offer, but in your weakness, God is going to shine and just be your strength. And that is exactly what happened. And so Through service, I realized how much, looking back, I realized how much investing in other people and not placing your pain at the forefront constantly was just part of the healing process for me. And then all these years later, you know, going through cancer and a miscarriage and a slew of other things, what brings me out of that depression or that darkness or these trenches is serving my kids and making a meal for my family or helping a friend or calling a new mom just something that gets me out of myself and that has been a huge lesson and it's uncomfortable at times to to learn that because we're we're almost conditioned to think the opposite of that where it's everything's about us you know but man, that was that was huge for my walk with the Lord.
0: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think a lot of people are about themselves and we have become a narcissistic society and social media has not helped with that, right? Because right. of this, the selfie culture, but you're, you're absolutely so right. When we can get beyond ourselves, when I had a baby with trisomy 18 and mm. when he was still born at our funeral, I was serving other people and people were like, how can you do that? Like the only way that you can do that is with the peace that passes understanding, yeah. right? When we we're at our absolute weakest. That's when mm-hmm. we're actually our strongest. Because when we yep. think, hey, I got this. Look at me. Right. I can do good right. things. And no, God Mm-mm. equips and he is the one that calls. And so when he called yep. you on that mission trip, he was going to give you everything you needed for that yeah. trip. And and you're right. When we can get out of ourselves and uh, focus on the hurts of other people or mm-hmm. just to be that that kind face right because sometimes right. people just need a dose of kindness in this world
1: yeah
0: so I, i'm sorry about your miscarriage i know how painful that is and and mm. i've not gone through cancer but have walked that road with my relatives and it's it's a painful season How do you encourage women to identify the emotions that they're feeling in these times of loss?
1: I think one of the biggest things is just being honest and authentic with the Lord. And he is always there. He's always willing to listen to. It's almost, I have this picture of when I'm going through really hard things of just sitting before him and this embrace and this love and grace just washes over me that there's no shame in my questions there's no shame in what I'm feeling because he not only already knows what we're feeling and experiencing he's he's there he's always there and I don't think you you know that sounds That sounds like it's something that we've heard over and over and over again. Like God is always there. He's always waiting. He's always, just be honest. But it is so true when you have nothing left and you have no one else to run to and there's no one else supporting you and it is just God himself and you. And that is when you can humbly go to him in complete honesty and authenticity with all of those emotions. He's not afraid of it, you know? That's right. And he, he can carry it. He can carry all of that. And he already did, and he will continue. So I just think the best advice I can give to women who are going through these horrible things is just be honest. And out of that, we'll start to heal those emotions and heal those broken places in our lives.
0: Absolutely. So this is something that I found interesting, which is how your agenda shifted during your cancer treatment from your agenda to the Lord's agenda. I know sometimes I'm really, you know, adamant about my agenda and my way, (laughs) but how did gratitude impact that mind shift?
1: Oh gosh, that was everything. I remember sitting on my bed, healing from surgery and, absolutely helpless. And if you know me, I am a very determined go-getter, power through pain type of person. And so sitting confined to a bed, healing, not able to do anything for my children, my husband, friends, no one, I could do nothing. I couldn't even wipe my own bottom. I couldn't even wash my own hair. Like we are talking the most Small little things that are supposed to be no one else doing.
0: Been there, done that, <laughs> broke yeah. both of my arms. And yeah, it's humbling. It's very humbling
1: oh,
0: when, when especially as the mom and the caregiver, and you're used to doing right. everything for everybody. And when you can't do anything for yourself, it's- You're forced. Yes. You're
1: completely forced to watch other people and allow God to use other people to do those things. And that's when you start to see, oh, wow, my husband, there are so many things in him that I didn't even realize because now he was serving me in these ways. And now my controlling agenda of being this caregiver mom is completely shifted to being on the receiving end. And that's really, that's really hard. It was very uncomfortable for me
0: to be perfectly honest. <laughs> me too. Me too. But but afterwards, I saw how much of a benefit it was that my family had to care for me in that way. It was actually really good for them, and it was yeah. really humbling for me, which is really good for us as well to, to be humbled in that right. way. It's painful at the time. We don't like it, but it's all part of that maturity process in Christ, that sanctification process where he's... Yeah making us more like him. And I love that you, during this time, focused on gratitude. So when I found out about our baby with trisomy 18, before that, I'd been reading Ann Voskamp's book, A Thousand mm. Gifts. And so I was I
1: love that book uh,
0: me too and and so that came into my life at the perfect timing i just found out i was pregnant i was 40 and i was just like thank you for this blessing and just every day it was just like thank you god thank you for everything that i could find and so then when we found out that he had trisomy 18 i was in this peace bubble that's really yeah you can't even explain but it was because my heart was shifted into this position of gratitude did you see Something similar.
1: Oh yeah, and I think it's it's that choice that we have to make daily. I think it's that's the part of the faithfulness and discipline that we sometimes overlook because we allow our feelings and emotions to take over instead of remembering not only God's true character but remembering um, His peace, and that is what's going to carry. That's what's going to carry you through. And that's why joy is so important to me is it's the assurance. The assurance that God is with me regardless of what I go through. That it's not circumstantial. I I read this Elizabeth Elliot quote the other day. It said, the secret is Christ in me, not a different set of circumstances. Mm. And that, that is so good because that's exactly how we should be waking up in the morning that no matter the circumstances, you still have that joy, not the fake happy, not the, Oh, you smiling and being weird. Just that joy, that solid assurance that God is with us and that we have this glorious eternity waiting for us. And that's why it makes this like in Romans eight eighteen. I love that. It says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time, are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed. I mean, that is just, we can cling to those things. And that's part of how I get in like that, like you were saying, the peace bubble. I'm having like that joy bubble.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I love that. Because, you know, sometimes people are, when they're suffering and, and they're experiencing disappointment, you know, they feel like, you know, they can't complain about it or they they do it start pursuing joy and there's a there's a whole shift that happens there have you seen this with with other women that you've walked through these difficult circumstances with
1: yes I think journaling and counseling and really taking ownership of your own pain and doing what needs to be done and maybe that's listening to worship on over and over and over again and or a certain song or maybe it's reading a specific passage or just venting with a friend but it's, it's part of like taking that responsibility and doing what's necessary and always having gratitude at the forefront because gratitude and contentment then just really once you once you constantly are thankful and going through those Five things to be grateful for, five things that I'm finding joy in, five things that God has blessed me with, five things that I remember him pulling me through during those tough seasons. Like always thinking of those things, it dramatically changes. We go from venting and complaining to just walking in that joy and that peace and, and being able to carry other people along with us. Like that's part of it too, is being able to be strengthened ourselves with the joy of the Lord so that we're able to gather the other women that are having a difficult time as well.
0: Absolutely. And even the people in our home, in our family, right? We're modeling for our children how to respond and how what is a biblical response to difficulty and and pain. And those are, are incredible lessons for us to teach our children. So many women struggle to walk in confidence and contentment of Christ. How can they take faithful steps today towards joy?
1: I think invest where you are is a huge first step investing with what you've been given, who's in your life, what is right in front of you, investing in that place, not looking around, not wishing for something else, but in that specific place that God has you. And then kind of what we discussed about earlier, taking a social media break. I do think that really helps us to just, compartmentalize and to move on from the comparison. Another one I could think of right off the bat is speaking out loud what the Lord has done in your life. And a lot of times we say, you know, journal it out, write it down, say it in your mind, think, just think about it, dwell on it. But when you speak it out, you, you almost hear yourself. Oh, wow. God got me through that. I forgot about that. Or God, this is part of his character, yes, that's a good truth to hold on to today. And just there's something about speaking it out loud or praying out loud the psalm. And I think when, or even memorize, and memorize a specific verse of psalm. I love Psalm 126.5, those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. Remembering the truth um, really helps us kind of encapsulate all of this so that we do remain in that joy.
0: I love that. You know, I think there there's power in that spoken word because in the yes. beginning, God spoke the world into existence. And then in the New Testament, we read that in the beginning was the word and the word was mm-hmm. with God and the word was God. So I think you're right. I think there's something very powerful about the spoken word. And sometimes, I don't know about you, but I just got to preach to myself. So yes. having that scripture <laughs> on loop that I can just remind myself. Yes, ma'am. Take those thoughts captive and think on these things, as opposed to on these things.
1: Right? Oh, absolutely! You nailed that, Missy. That's so true.
0: So, as we wrap up, what is just your what brings you joy these days? Tell me all the things that are bringing you joy in the moment.
1: I love baking cookies. (laughs) (laughs) That's just a simple one. Being with my kids having my husband home more like i said earlier he's he graduated from pediatric residency and so having him home more is my b- biggest joy right now i just love it because he's he's been so busy lately and really the last 8 years but <laughs> so i'm rejoicing over here that that season's over and just being with the kids and watching them with each other and growing in that sibling bond is just so sweet and Family cookies. That pretty much sums it up.
0: (laughs) I absolutely love it because maybe not a well-known fact about me too is I'm happiest when I'm barefoot in the kitchen cooking for my kids or in the mountains on a trail. So, oh yes. The book is Take Back Your Joy with Nicole Jacobsmeyer. I encourage y'all to go get this book and spend some time in gratitude and in prayer and dwelling in joy.
1: Thank you so much, Misty. Thank you for
0: joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Phillip, and I would love to connect with you there.